Hey, hey, everybody, and welcome to Happier Here, a podcast with Lauren Burgert. I'm your host, Lauren, and welcome to episode seven, y'all. Um, before we get into today's guest intro, I just want to say a quick thank you. Thank you for the love and support on this podcast over the past almost two months. It has been such a blessing to just see this community grow and blossom. Thank you to the people that have come on and share their story already. And I'm looking forward to all the amazing individuals that are gonna come and share their truth and authenticity with you guys um, in the future. So thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And without further ado, let's get into today's guest intro. Today we got Zay Williams, y'all. Zay Williams is originally from Louisville, Kentucky but moved to the Quad Cities and graduated from Rock Island High School in 2014 and attended college at Blackhawk in 2015 to study art and design. He's an artist, designer, poet, actor, and dancer, and he's inspired by the world around him and the people that make it better. Zay's goal is to have his own warehouse and storefront to manufacture his products and art while running his business all in the same building. His goal is to also act and be in a major motion picture film. Zay hopes to inspire young people and older to be creative and follow their dreams. To not just work harder, but work smarter to reach your full potential and give back while doing so. Y'all, Zay drops straight knowledge and dimes in this episode today, so I am so excited for y'all to meet him. So let's just get right into it. All right, Zay, what is up? Thank you so much for being here today. How are you? doing awesome thank you so much for having me on the show of course well why don't we just start about you telling us a little bit about who you are what you do all the things well uh once again my my name is Isaiah Williams people call me Zay I'm an artist a poet actor designer I do a whole bunch of stuff I'm originally from Louisville Kentucky and I moved to the Quad Cities when I was a kid and I've I've pretty much been here since then but um yeah I have a lot of stuff I'm I'm doing and I'm just really excited for the future you know yeah that's so exciting so you do a ton of things what is like do you have like a main thing that you do or like it's just everything (laughs) I I try to do things one at a time it can be very very difficult at times because you you have a creative mind want to do everything but um at the moment it's mostly just art and designing Okay. How did you get into that? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it kind of started uh, as far as like just the art and just, just everything I do kind of started when I was uh, when I was young. I had went to a middle school and I was bullied for, for a long time. And I feel like that struggle and that obstacle kind of shaped me into who I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't until later that I started to discover my gifts, especially when it came to art. Because that's kind of where it started was art and then uh, kind of transitioned to clothing and whatnot. So I just kind of discovered my abilities after just kind of going through uh, certain traumatic experiences. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you what would you say? Like, so art, like, are you a painter, drawer? What What do you do? I feel like I'm super like ignorant when it comes to like art. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, art, technically art is anything that you're good at. So if you're a cook if you're uh, a painter or you make design cars whatever it is that you're good at and captures the hearts and minds of people around you that's art but for me specifically um, I'm a painter but I also create different 
I use different mediums to create different types of art. So okay. what is like your favorite piece that you've ever done? My favorite. Oof. Dang, why you asked me that? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, well, right now there's this piece that I did. It's called Mr. Universe. So mm-hmm. this painting essentially is a black woman and her her hair is basically a galaxy and her skin tone is like blue. Mm-hmm. I really, really love that piece just because it kind of embodies um, how I feel about black women, especially like y'all are everything. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that, that's probably my top three. Yeah, for sure. that's awesome. That's incredible. Um, So you said that, you know, this creative outlet like stemmed from some like past experiences. Do you see like that past experience playing into like the other forms of art that you do with like your poetry and all of that as well? Or did that just kind of like come naturally for you? Um, Honestly, a little bit of both, just mm-hmm. because the the trauma kind of catapulted me where I needed to go as far as like discovering the, the talent. And then once I actually started to get into my talents and my, my abilities, I channeled a lot of that trauma and emotion and pain and created art, created mm-hmm. something you know, better, you know, wh- whether it was a poem in the form of something that happened, whether it could be good or bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I was able to, all, all my gifts, I'm able to channel how I'm feeling, what's going on through that. And you can feel and see that. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it's huge for you as like a black man to like talk about that too because I feel like it's so stigmatized for like black men to talk about like trauma and mental uh, health and all of that. So, I don't know, yeah. you want to talk about your experience with that as well? Oh, of course, of course. I'm so glad you brought, brought that up too. Um it's it's very difficult like you said, you know, as a black man to express yourself and you know put your emotions out there because we're we're taught by society that you know you have to be just this hard person and you have to endure all this pain and not Mm -hmm. let any of it out but the the thing that people don't realize is that um that you become a ticking bomb when you do that like you have to have some type of outlet whether it be a person or working out or just something positive and healthy that will you know be able to channel out that emotion, whether it be aggression or anything, because it, it, we're in a position in our country, especially mm-hmm. uh, where you have to you, you have to be able to get that out somehow, because there's so much going on and it could be at any moment that you blow up and it'll be your fault, basically. Yep. So I try to uh, do my best to you know express myself in different different forms, whether it be the art, the poetry, dance. So there's, there's many different ways to express yourself and to get whatever it is that's on your heart and soul out there so that um, you you can be healthy internally as well as physically too. Because yeah. uh, what people don't realize is that your mental health also affects your physical health. Mm-hmm. And that's, people don't talk about that either. Like <laughs> it, it, can bad. it can get bad. No, definitely, definitely. And I, I feel like, you know, growing up in the Quad Cities, like, it's not a super, like, diverse area, but there are so many, like, black and brown men, too, that I feel like have turned to, like, just unhealthy ways of coping with, like, trauma and mental illness. And, like, I feel like from the work that I've seen you do on social media, like, it seems like you're touching a lot of men, a lot of a lot of people mm-hmm. in this community to just, like, I don't know, open their eyes to like those things and like start those conversations. Do you feel like through like your poetry and like your art and all that, that is kind of like 
the middle ground for you to like reach out to people and like start these conversations? Yes, definitely. One thing that's very important uh, in communities and, you know, the black community is to be able to reach people in, in many forms and not just one, because everyone is, um, everyone takes in different things in different ways. Mm -hmm. People, people, their attention might be geared towards maybe the poetry or the art or um, just speaking in general on things. So I try to use um, those different gifts that I have to reach different audiences because you just you just never know. It, you could reach someone that you never thought that would have that conversation. So it's it's important to to be able to to use your gifts, whether it be you know anything, and you know that that might get someone's attention and and start the conversation. Yeah, definitely. Do do you have any like? without like sharing names or like any like people that you have like come in contact with throughout this, that you have just been like life-changing experiences for either you or like them. Oh yeah, definitely. I've, I've, uh, one of my mentors, he's the one that actually, uh, helped me discover my gifts. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure that he'll probably see this video. His name is Chris. I will put his name out there. He's amazing. <laughs> he's awesome. He's changed so many lives, changed my life, you know, helped, Help me get to where I am right now and I would not be here without him and I appreciate you Chris because you are a life changer and you you definitely bring up young people and that's that's another thing like it's so important for our black men and black women especially to um, raise up the young people teach them that there's a different way yeah. and um, also allow them to discover their own gifts because everyone has a gift they might say oh I'm not talented yes you are <laughs> it might not be what that person or that person's doing, but everyone's talented in their own way and they can change someone's life just as easy. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That's awesome. I feel like there's so many, like, since I've left the QC, it's like, I feel like there's so many people that are just like doing so many incredible things. Like just the amount of people I've had on this podcast from the quad cities. I'm just like, y'all are really out here doing it. I'm really proud of y'all. Um, so yeah. I know, yeah, your your art is a big part of your life too. What what other things we got a lot into the art, but what other things are you passionate about? What else do you you have your hands in right now? Well, I'm actually having a big fashion show. Those, <laughs> yeah, drop yeah, it. Let's hear some details. Yeah, so I have a uh, have a fashion show coming up October 22nd. Okay. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. I it, the the really cool thing about this too is that. The way that I'm going to do it has never been done before in the Quad City. So it's history making. Yeah. And I'm just, I've been wanting to do a fashion show for a long time, but I, I just really feel like now is a really good time to, to do it. Yeah. Well, what inspired you to do that? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I've been a designer for, I want to say, two going on three years now. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen fashion shows before. I've been in fashion shows. I've, uh, you know, watch them on tv mm -hmm. i don't know like that's something that, about it that i've always wanted to you know try and do it myself you know yeah. just because you know if you have a brand you, you design clothes you might as well have one it, it'll take your your brand to the next level literally right right and so you're saying it's something that's never been done before do we get a sneak peek or do we just have to like wait and see what can we get any any insight on how this is being done well i okay <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, the the way that I'm doing the fashion show is that it's not going to be inside. It's going to be outside. It's going to actually be on Second Ave in uh, Rock Island downtown. So, like I said, it's never been done before. That that's something totally new, and it's going to bring 
the whole city down. It's going to bring everyone together. That's the goal. That's the, the number one goal. That's really exciting. Are you working with any um, particular brands? It's going to be all your stuff or are you bringing in other like local artists and stuff? What um, is the setup like for that? Yeah, um, originally I was going to just make the the fashion show um, just strictly my brand, but then I was deciding, I'm, you know what, let me bring other brands, other designers from from the city, from, you know, m- might be another city um, to participate and showcase their 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 stuff. I think that would be really cool, you know, yeah. so it wouldn't just be it wouldn't just be the styles that I have, but multiple different styles. That way everyone wins. Like I, I don't want this just to be something where I benefit, but I want everyone to benefit. I want everyone to, to, to come out on top, you know, yeah. cause it's time for me to do my own fashion show where it's just like, well, I mean, this is my fashion show, but um, right. there's time for me to just showcase just my stuff. But right now I think it would be really cool for everyone to be able to showcase their stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like we live in like a society right now that like, it's kind of everybody for themselves and no one really likes to, you know, create that space for people to like thrive together. And especially like in our community too, like, I feel like a lot, a lot of the times it's like a competition, like who's going to be on top, who's going to do it better. And um, I think it's awesome that you're bringing like so many people together in that. Um, What kind of pushes you to have that mindset? Cause I feel like a lot of people don't. Well, honestly, it kind of just goes back to what you just said, like just there being so much competition everywhere, like just Mm -hmm. that having that mindset kind of divides people away from wanting to do something where it's like, okay, let's get everybody to do something. You know what I mean? Like, I just really want that unity. Like communities are about unity. There's no community without everyone being together. You know what I mean? Like it it just wouldn't, it, it doesn't work. So with something this big, bringing people together and it being a positive atmosphere, it opens the door for other things, regardless if I'm involved or not. That's the goal. Like we want things to 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 get better in a sense where um, everyone will be able to feel safe and be able to do things that they want to do. And it work. You know what I mean? Because people try things and, you know, it doesn't work out because there was some drama or, you know, just just crazy stuff. So um, definitely want to create more platforms where people are able to showcase their talent and their abilities and it, you know, make changes in the community and in the city and, you know, just, you know, bring us all up. Yeah. The Quad Cities needs that right now, for sure. For sure. So you said you grew up in Louisville. How old were you when you came to the Quad Cities? Oof, I think I was nine nine or 10, I believe. Okay. So you still remember like some of your childhood there compared to like the Quad Cities? Like what was, I feel like it had to have been a big difference moving from down South to like the Midwest. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely big difference. Um, Louisville is a lot more busy. I mean, there's obviously more to do because it's a bigger city, but um, the culture there is, is, is a bit different. So it was kind of weird coming here and just seeing people so closed off. Like there's just like this, this I don't know how to explain it like I I know everyone probably knows what I'm talking about but it seems like people are more closed off here more Mm -hmm. confined to themselves if that makes sense yeah whereas uh, further down south people are a little bit more open and whatnot like people can be nice here but there's just a different type of culture here where you just you're kind of like I'm not really sure what's going on but yeah um, I will say that 
I learned more about black culture here because I, I was a kid back in Louisville and my mom was kind of protective. Now I'm not knocking mom. If you watch, I'm not knocking mom. I'm, I'm glad she sheltered me and my sister from, from certain aspects of black culture, because some of it can be a little toxic, not all of it, mm-hmm. but certain aspects and elements of, of black culture can be toxic and um, can be uh, detrimental to um, to you yes. so I learned more about black culture here and I was able to to blossom in the right way here as well yeah that's that's so interesting because I had like the complete opposite experience like when I was in the QC like I feel like I learned about black culture but I also went to a like a private Catholic high school so like I was like one of like uh, eight black people in my graduating class. So like there wasn't a lot of talk about it. And then the black side of my family lived in Chicago. And so I was raised by my whole white side. And I know my mom's probably listened to this too. I'm not knocking you. I love you. You did great. But it's like, I wasn't, I didn't grow up around people that looked like me. And so it took like getting out of the quad city for me to find that. So it's really interesting to like, know that you found that. And, you know, I think we were in different settings growing up too. Um, so like, where do you feel like you learned the most about like black culture? Was there like a person? was there a place was there um I don't know being in school like where where did you go to school growing up I actually went to um well I'll just start I actually moved to Iowa Davenport Iowa first and then transitioned to Rock Island Illinois so um once I went to Rock Rocky yeah that's when I really started to learn more about the culture and I was actually in this group called Mad Skills and that's definitely where I, I found out everything I needed to know about Black culture as far as like dance, poetry, art, all that stuff. I just learned. That's where I found all my talents because I you know, I discovered all these things about, you know, our people yeah. and what we're capable of. And it just kind of just kind of happened. But I, my, my relatives have told me different things about, you know, the talents that they've had. And I end up having I'm like, wow, it runs in the family. <laughs> um, yeah, I definitely, definitely appreciate the time that I had in Mad Skills. And the guy I was telling about Chris, he he actually was the one that um, taught me a lot about you know different aspects and elements of Black culture that that um affect my life today. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I didn't know you went to Rocky. I knew some people that went to Rocky. Um, but I also think it's a big culture shift from being in like the Iowa side of the Quad Cities and the Illinois side. Yeah. Like it's definitely is definitely different. Um, oh, we're literally yeah. like five minutes away, but it's like completely different towns, I feel like. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely true. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like the Iowa side is definitely like more white and <laughs> the Illinois side, you got a lot more. No, you're not wrong. I'm just I'm just saying, I feel like that's how it is. I mean, I grew up on the Davenport side, so I can't really say nothing. But um, no, definitely, definitely. And I think I think we definitely need more like programming like that right on both sides and I think the things that you're doing right with this fashion show with your art because I know the fashion show ain't the only thing you're doing you've been in the community like heavy like Zay is out here I feel like anytime I get on Facebook (laughs) something else like tell me a little bit more about like the other like community events that you've done or like the ways that you are wanting to see like your brand and stuff grow to be more like community oriented. Well, um, I actually had the opportunity to be in a magazine um, not too long ago. Just did the photo shoot today, actually. It was it was amazing. It was real fun. Yeah, I had met this guy named Dan, mm-hmm. and he he owns a lot of different businesses throughout Davenport. Mm-hmm. Um, he started his own magazine, and he wants to highlight you know different people that 
that have different talents and different abilities and are trying to, you know, do something in the community to, you know, lift people up and whether it, it be, you know, clothing or art or, um, well, just anything really. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, I have that opportunity. So I'm going to definitely, definitely um, be, you know, you know, push that out there and, you know, hopefully that inspire other people to maybe start throwing magazine or, you know, be a writer or anything, you know, yeah. so yeah, definitely that. And then, um, I know, I feel like I threw like a loaded question at you. What, what did you want like <laughs> for the, like the future of your brand to like, where do you see it growing? Do you see it being more community focused? Like, what do you, I don't know, like, what do you see for the future of like the projects you're working on? Uh, the the future I see with uh, my brand Zay Creatives is not only having a, a website, you know, uh, e-commerce website, you know, for you know for that. I also want to have my own warehouse where you know I manufacture my clothing, you know, in house, you know, do my artwork. I have like a separate studio, but also have a storefront all in the same building, and it it just you know come together and be connected. Like that's definitely the goal. I think that would be so cool, you know, just be able to do all that stuff all in one place. Mm-hmm. And that in turn can, you know, help the community too. Yeah. You know, people need, need certain things. I'll be able to, you know, get that made for them. Yeah. That's what's up. So your website, Zay Creatives, is it just your clothing that you're selling on there? Is it your art? What, tell us about, yeah. Tell us about your site. Tell us what we can find on there. Yeah. Um, my website, you can find my, my t-shirts, hoodies, uh, jackets. I have. I actually have my art on there now too. For a long time, it was just the clothing, but now I have the uh, the apparel and the art. I uh, definitely want to put more artwork on there. It's you know so it's more affordable because mm-hmm. you know typically the originals are you know more expensive, and I'll, I'll have those available as well. But I'll, I'll have a lot more uh, prints on there. So just a copy of the the original. Um, so yeah, a little bit of everything on on the website. That's awesome. That's so exciting. What? So, I mean, Zay Creatives, I mean, I love the name. Was there any inspo behind it? Like, how did that come to be? Honestly, you know, it's, it's so funny you bring it up because, you know, people have called me Zay for a long time. So, you know, Zay, that part. And then, you know, since high school, you know, people have told me, oh, you're so creative, this and that. So it kind of just combined itself. It, it, it literally just, it manifested itself. Yeah. So I just kind of, you know, took took the nickname and put the the word people call me together and say creatives yeah i love it i love it that's awesome what kind of like apparel do you sell is it tees is it hoodies what what all do you got on there yeah my my brand is mostly uh streetwear urban world oh i can't even talk <laughs> urban wear <laughs> sorry uh so yeah mostly jackets t-shirts you know hoodie stuff like that so everything on the website everything you see is designed directly for me so i don't i don't go to any designers or or anybody to make my stuff like i make i design all myself like obviously some of the jackets and Mm -hmm. some of the more more intricate things i actually send off to my manufacturer they make it and i get it okay but ultimately i design all my stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so do you like you like press your own stuff and everything like it's all you behind the scenes yeah wow yep that's amazing that is so cool I I need to like pull up your side and look through stuff but that's like really really exciting um what so I know you said you work with like another manufacturer um is that somebody local uh well I'll I'll just say for anybody that that does want to be a designer and you know Mm -hmm. design your own clothes uh make sure that you find a manufacturer or, or, or a supplier in the states and overseas that way you have you know two different two different manufacturers that you can order from because you might 
have a, a manufacturer in the States that takes two weeks, but you might have a manufacturer overseas that might take one week. So you might get close from that manufacturer quicker than the other. That way, it's it's, it's in rotation. You know what I mean? Right. So you want to have a little bit of little bit, little bit of both. So I have I have some in the states and some uh, overseas. That's awesome. Have you been making sales overseas too? Yes, definitely. I actually had. I was going to make an announcement a while ago. I'll probably make it at the fashion show, but I'm officially international because I had got some sales over in the UK. Wow. That's huge. <laughs> that is so exciting. Like just a a boy from the freaking quad cities, like, and you're just building it up. Like that is so incredible. Like, how does that feel? How does that feel to know that like your brand is reaching past the QC, past the States? Like, I don't know. I'm I'm all about feelings and emotions. Tell me how major <laughs> Honestly, it's it's an amazing feeling. I'm humbled. I'm also blessed. And just, just so, so happy that I'm able to, you know, get my, my brand out there, you know, across the world and it, you know, make an impact somewhere other than here. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. you know, obviously someone across seas felt a certain type of way about what I made. and was like, I need that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, it's a different kind of feeling. Um, someone not from where you're from that ad- admires and appreciates um, whatever you create so it's it's an amazing feeling i'm i am so blessed yeah that's so awesome i am just like so excited for you that's amazing i know i remember <laughs> maybe like i don't know when this was but i remember seeing some of your clothes it was like the malcolm x jacket that you had made yeah. like i feel like like just a lot of the stuff that you have like clearly is like black empowerment and like i don't know like just the detail and everything behind it was so dope like where do you get like the inspo from it like i know it's really like you're wanting to you know promote like black creatives uh black history and all of that but like i don't know what is like the creative process like going into that well, um, I, I get a lot of my inspiration from, you know, pop culture, whether it be like graffiti art or, um, you know, culture that we see on TV. Because, you know, there's a lot of fashion, a lot of different brands, a lot of different designs and, and techniques that are shown on TV. I'm also inspired by some of the designers I've seen on Instagram. That's actually what inspired me to, you know, get into designing and seeing other Black entrepreneurs and designers on Instagram, you know, do yeah. their thing. Um, there's just so so much that you can do and just being able to um, combine my artistic abilities with designing and just combining those two elements and two worlds together just it's it's limitless it's, you can literally do anything and I just I, I kind of just draw inspiration from you know the culture around me the people around me just the atmosphere everything you can literally use everything as uh, as inspiration and that's 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 infinite <laughs> yeah yeah that's awesome well I've had a question this entire time and I feel like we've been talking long enough that I can get a little deep so <laughs> living in the QC um there's a lot of people that how do I say this nicely that live in a bubble and um are very like you said very closed off people don't really like to go outside of their comfort zone and so dropping a brand that is so black empowerment that is so literally just rooted in like black excellence like have you received any backlash from people in the QC about like the stuff that you share the stuff that you make um yeah oh yeah definitely um when when you start you know putting out yeah clothing especially uh, that 
you know, talks about, you know, black empowerment and, and, and whatnot, it definitely uh, lights up some, some tales. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I probably got the most backlash about the support black businesses design mm -hmm. that I had made. Um, that especially was more, um, that probably, uh, how do I, how do I say this nicely? <laughs> um, you know, you had some some white people that, that said, "Well, support all all businesses," mm. and that kind of you, you see where I'm going with that. Like, I see where you're going with it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> at some point, people have to understand that black people in this country have have you know everything was taken from us. You know, yeah. 400 years, like we had to you know do everything. You know, in a sense, so it's like. Once we were able to start our own businesses and be able to, you know, make our own money doing what we want to do, doing things how we do it, you you have to give us that. You have to give us our flowers because at, at some at one point we couldn't have businesses because we weren't allowed to, you know. So for for me to put out that message, support black businesses, it, it's something that I designed to inspire people to support black businesses because. <laughs> like I said, we didn't, we, it's almost like we can't have anything. We yeah. need something. We need our own businesses so we can do what we want to do because we couldn't do that for a long time. So for someone to say, we'll support all businesses and I'll support black businesses because, yeah. you know, it, we just, it's just something that needs to be done. And it, it kind of sucks that you have to say, you know, support black businesses because yeah. um, unfortunately a lot of black people don't support black businesses because of the competition and just the, the, the programming that we've received that make you not want to support black businesses, yeah. you know? Yeah, definitely. And I think, I mean, I feel like we heard that a lot after George Floyd had passed of like, oh, yeah. all, all lives matter. Like we understand like, yes, black lives are in all lives. Like black businesses are in all businesses. Like, but no, it's like, it's, it's the fact that, like you said, like we've had everything taken from us 400 plus years ago and are still trying to rebuild ourselves, our community. And um, and even with like the Black Lives Matter uh, conversation, like when people are saying like all lives matter, like, yes, that's correct. But you have to focus on the group that is being oppressed right now, that is that is receiving the hate and the discrimination from our society. And that's why we put that emphasis on Black Lives Matter, right? That's why we put that emphasis on Black Businesses Matter, because those are the areas that aren't being taken seriously or getting the flowers that they deserve from people in our country. So yeah, I, I, I assumed there were some people in the QC that had something to say about the things that you were doing uh, people have really big mouths when it comes to stuff like that. Um, but that that's exciting that you just, you know, continue to go to and just keep, keep pushing. And um, yeah, it's incredible. It's really incredible. And I, and I want to ask too, like you had mentioned, like a lot of black people don't even support black owned businesses. Um, a common thing I hear is like the prices are too expensive or, Oh, you should give me a, a discount. You know, we homeless, oh, we do it back. Like, give me something for free. You know, like you hear that all right. the time. It's like people always want a handout. Like, no, Man. how do you Seriously. deal with that as a business owner? Honestly, uh, when it comes to you know our people asking for discounts and being like oh that's too expensive well 
you see those same people in Finish Line and Victoria's Secret Hello. and H&M and should I list, list the rest? You see them, you know, paying the prices, not saying a, uh, not saying a thing about their pricing. Oh, but you can you can curse business, on this podcast. Price. You can you can cuss oh, on yeah? this podcast. I saw you trying to hold it back. Speak your mind. Yeah, Speak I your really mind. Was, I was like, <laughs> they don't they don't, they don't give a damn about the prices at these other stores. But when it comes to the prices at you know black businesses, oh, that's too much. No, 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 no. Yep. Yep. <laughs> give us that same energy, you know. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of goes back to um, certain people not wanting to support black businesses because they don't want them doing better than them. See, when you mm. when you start supporting people from your community that you've been around, you might have grown up with, then it's like you're you're funding their their business, you're funding their lifestyle mm. to a degree. So it's almost like okay, if I give my money to them, they're going to be better than me. That's that unfortunately that's the mindset a lot of black people have towards local businesses black businesses and that's the narrative that we need to exterminate because most most of the time um, those businesses are trying to support the community that they're in so it's like when you don't have um, your own people supporting those businesses and putting their dollar in other communities that kills that that black community and i'm there's been studies shown about this where um when, when our dollar goes to another community, that that brings up their, their community and brings down our community. You know what I mean? That's why black businesses are so important. That's why I push that so much, yeah. because if we don't have the black dollar in the black community, we're not going to survive. That's that's the that's the that's a fact. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You just spoke truth. Oh my goodness. I was like, I don't know if we're going to go here, but I'm going to, I'm going to go here. I'm going to get a little controversial for a second. Um, But yeah, it's so true. And I feel like it really be like your own people too. Like the people you, like you said, you grew up with, you went to school with, like, it's always like, Oh, let me get a discount. Let me get, let me get uh, some for free. Like I always, I always hear that with a lot of my friends that are black business owners, like, and it gets, it gets exhausting because it's not like, this work is easy. Like the, you're pressing your own stuff. You're making your own stuff. You're designing your own stuff. Like, and you deserve the credit and the pay that everybody else gets too. Um, but I don't know. I always think too, like you said, like people are putting their money into the finish lines, the Victoria's secret, all of that. Like, is it just cause it's the white man and we want to give it back to the white man? Like I never understood the mindset. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Honestly, the mindset kind of lies in, um, my friends, my relatives are going to love me more because I bought it from there as mm-hmm. opposed to getting it from someone that lives down the street from you that you've known most of your life. And it's like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like th- there's a different ty- type of mindset that develops if someone isn't all about supporting their people because yeah. we're, we're so wrapped up in, you know, these, these, you know, advertisements and, and, media that we see on tv about you know this brand that brand that brand that you know this it to a degree it it takes away from what you know black businesses are trying to do and people um tend to you know flock towards you know the white men and and the the designer clothes and whatever they're making because people feel more accepting in that community Mm -hmm. when they're wearing their things as opposed to stuff that we make that's by black people for black people yeah. it's not going to be as welcoming or inviting to everyone else as it is to us so a lot of times black people they'll buy from other other uh communities because they'll they might not think this but subconsciously they'll feel more accepting to 
to society around us, even the world. Mm -hmm. And that that's toxic. It, it's honestly toxic and detrimental to us as a people yeah. because um, every other culture buy from their own culture and they're thriving. Black communities are not thriving. We can't technically we can't even call it a community because where's the support? Where are the the black businesses? Where where is the 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 platform that we're able to uplift each other, uplift ourselves, and be able to do what we need to do to make it as a people? You know, can I talk about the reparations real quick? Drop some knowledge. All right, so. Honestly, when it comes to reparations, I feel like we we're not getting the reparations that we deserve because black being being black is not considered a people, apparently. And when you're not considered a nation, then they technically can't give you reparations because you're not a nation. So there's no nation of black people. How, how do I say it? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, but it, it is what I just said. There's yeah. no, there's no nation of black, like of black people. You can't consider African American a nation. So it's like we can't even get the reparations we need because we're not considered people, and that says a lot. You know, I feel like for us to be able to get to that point, we have to figure out who we are as a people, and that plays a big part in our culture. Us not knowing who we really are because that that was stripped from us, and. You know, when it comes to, you know, education, you know, us learning what we learned in school, they didn't teach us about wh no. what we were before slavery. Mm -mm. Our history didn't start with slavery. No. Our history has been everything prior to um, uh, slavery, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like we're we're owed everything because we made damn near everything. Everything, you right. You look right. up the list of, of Black inventors, you're like, oh, they made this, this and that. Mm -hmm. Almost everything we use in society today was created by black men and black women and sometimes black children. Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they didn't get credit for it. So yeah. um, it's it's all about supporting the black, black businesses, black everything, the black yeah. diaspora, like for real. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. You just dropped some straight knowledge. So wait, I have so many things <laughs> I need to go back and touch on. So one, um, back to like the brands and everything, like I feel like you said, like subconsciously, like in society, we have been trained to like, oh, if I don't got name brand on, I'm not nothing. Like if I don't got Nike, if I don't have Adidas, if I don't have this, like, I'm looked at as less than I because I even remember growing up like we didn't have that much money. We was shopping at Walmart for clothes sometimes. And I would be like, oh, my God, right. I can't be I can't be seen in this because people are going to judge. Right. Um, and so now, like once we have so many like black business owners and stuff out there, if they're not big name people like Kanye with the Yeezys and everybody else, like it's not seen like looked at as like good, you know, like it's looked at as like, mm, like still people are going to judge me because it ain't got the name brand that everybody knows, you know. So yeah. that's really, really interesting. And then ugh, just to think about how you said, like, we're not a nation. So like we can't get the reparate like that. It's so crazy because like I literally I did one of those like ancestry DNA things like I think the government probably got my DNA now but whatever but um I had to like figure out where I can because I had no idea like I'm like I have literally no idea where I'm from and so it was cool to see that but then it's like but I don't feel connected to that because it said like I was from Nigeria I'm like I don't feel connected to that I don't know anything about like a whole half of me you know what I'm saying and so like it's crazy like we live in a society where we were like literally taken from our country, from our homeland. 
to come here and now we have to try to rebuild this like community nation of like in this world that we built but also doesn't want us to be here and then we're also fighting with each other and like it's just so much it's so much it is it, is. it really is um kind of going back to to what we were talking about as far as um you know buying from different brands mm -hmm. and feeling like you're less than it all goes back to self-love it really does mm -hmm. because we black people especially we find value in the materialistic things that we have absolutely and that is is very very dangerous because when you feel like okay i don't have this i don't have that i feel less than a person that lowers your self-esteem and makes you feel like less you know what yep. i mean so that's yep. why it's so important to love yourself from within outside inside whatever love yourself nice. because once you have that self-love then it doesn't matter that you have you know the newest gucci's or the yeezys or you know the prada louis vuitton whatever it is you feel whole because you don't need those things you don't mm -hmm. need to need those things because you have yourself and you love yourself and whatever else you do, you love it because you love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So black people and people in general just need to get to a place where you don't feel like you need this thing to fit in or feel valued by other people because it's not about them. It's about you. It's your life. You do what you want to do. You wear what you want to wear because you like it. It makes you feel good. If they feel like, oh, well, those are fake or whatever they got to say, fuck them <laughs> like these my lames but fuck them it's not about them that's yeah. why i'm bold about wearing what i what i like to wear i don't i don't they don't matter right most of the time they're just following the crowd anyway and that's why i want my brand to be different what i'm doing to be different because at the end of the day um the majority of people are going to follow everyone else and you might have that small percentage that will be different and do something different but ultimately it's up to um it's up to all of us to love ourselves so that we don't feel like um, we find that other things make us more valuable mm -hmm. when those things are inanimate objects and don't really have value unless you make it have value. But you're more valuable than anything. That's so true. Look at you just dropping dimes today. Oh, okay. my goodness. I love it. But I also think, too, like when you were saying like the self-love, especially for our little black brown boys and girls like they're growing up in a society that hates them like I know so many little black brown and girls that I've heard say like I'm ugly like my skin color is ugly my hair is ugly because we live in a society that values the blonde hair blue-eyed pale skin individual you know yeah. and so like I feel like self-love it definitely starts at like a young age right and so if you're in a community that is racist or in a community that is still rooted in, you know, these old school values and mindsets, like you're going to be growing up hating yourself. And like, how do you, I don't know, like, how do you start to work through that as you get older? Like, I feel like I had to work through that too. I don't know if you can relate, but like mm -hmm. after, you know, I, I reach maybe like 17, 18 years old, I was like, why am I straightening my hair every day? Like, why am I wearing these type of clothes? Why am I doing this? Like my natural hair is beautiful. Let me wear it. Like, but it took me 18, 19 years to be able to get there to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, 
I don't, I don't know how we start to, I don't know, just like switch the narrative. And I, I mean, I think it's great that we have, you know, our first black woman vice president. I think that's great. You know, seeing more people in politics on TV, um, more TV shows, all that stuff that has inclusivity, but that can't be the only answer. Like, I don't know what, what it is, what we have to do. Honestly, you kind of just said it without really saying it. Um, I was already thinking it, but you had you kind of went on with it. But honestly, the answer to to you know finding that self love and being able to appreciate who you are and what you are goes back to representation. Like we have mm-hmm. to start representing our people better in better lights because we're used to that that stigma and that that narrative that you know black people are ghetto black people are this and that and just just negative stuff so it's important that we we control the narrative so that means we have to own shit (laughs) we have to own different news channels we have to own different media platforms so that we control the narrative and put ourselves in a bright light because the bad part of us is only a small percentage so when you take the 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 proper representation of us and put it out there that will definitely bring our people up you remember that movie uh Encanto yes yes beautiful movie that properly represent uh represent represented uh black and latino people and lot uh afro latin uh, afro latinos and latinas Uh, i think i hope i I said that right no you're good i think you did you're good (laughs) I don't know if you've seen that 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 photo that blew up a while ago when that movie had came out. It was basically remember that little black boy with the afro. Mm-hmm. Yes, cute? I know what you're talking about. You know yes, what I'm yes, talking yes. about that photo of that, mm-hmm. that little boy looking at the the, the yep. screen of that scene. Yep. That that is amazing representation of mm-hmm. black people because that boy thought that was him. Yeah. And just him seeing uh, him, I'm that was him. That was him. We'll say that was him yeah. because he thought that was him, and that was a perfect representation. Him seeing himself in a positive light like that made him appreciate who he is yeah. and what he is, yeah. and he'll never forget that. And his parents won't let him forget that. Yeah. And that in itself uplifts our people. So it's all about the representation, how we see ourselves, you know. And like I said before, that goes back to self love. We have the self love, and we see ourselves in a positive light that catapults us a hundred years. Yeah, definitely. And I think, like you said, like we're, we're moving in the right direction. Cause I remember when we was growing up, there wasn't nobody, maybe the proud family. That was like the only show we had. Right. I'm like, <laughs> we didn't really have much. Um, but now like I look at my niece and like, yeah, there's all these shows where she sees herself. She sees people with curly hair, like her, like she wants to wear braids in her hair. She wants to wear her natural hair. And like, that makes me happy. That makes me excited that hopefully this next generation that's coming up is able to like embrace that too. And also like, I think like our society too, like we look at like the Meg the Stallions, the Cardi B's and everyone's like, oh, that's just ghetto. That's this, that's that. And it's like, no, like that's a part of who we are too. Like that's our culture too. Like we like to dance. We like to twerk. We like to do all that right. stuff. Like let us be, you know? And so like, we need to flip that narrative too of like associating that with like being ghetto or being a hood rat or being all that stuff. Like, no, that's, that's the beauty of our culture. Like, I mean, if we really look back in the day, like, 
twerking stemmed from like African dance. Like, I was, was just about like, to say that. I was just about. It's been around. That that ain't new. That ain't nothing. New. It's not new. like <laughs> if we go back in history, we've been doing it for centuries. Like it's not ghetto. Man. It's like that's our culture, right? And so yeah. yeah. You know, yes, have to speak is. the piece, but oh my goodness, you uh, you just spoke like so much life and just so many dimes today. I'm just like so happy with this conversation. Um, anything else you want the people to know? Any other knowledge you have to drop for us? Hmm. Let me see. Well, one thing I, I did want to bring up that yeah. kind of inspired me too. Like I just found this out not too long ago. Was as far as like the designing. Um, another person that inspired me to design was uh, Virgil Abloh. He was, the, are you familiar with uh, Virgil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, you know, he actually is from uh, Rockford, Illinois. Shut up. That's crazy. I couldn't believe it. The, the man that, one of the men that inspired me to be a designer was literally, what, an hour and a half, two hours away? Yeah. Like, wow. That, you, you just never know. Who, right. Who your heroes are from you know what i mean mm-hmm. um one of one of the quotes by him that that really inspired me was the only only failure is not to try and i'm i'm sure we've all heard that in various forms but it's true um i definitely want to tell people that anybody that's listening that if there's something you want to do do it if you fail then do it again mm-hmm. do it in a different way like people have to get used to failing because that failure is going to teach you how to be successful like you might have those those moments where you are successful and it worked out perfectly, but ultimately, um, when you do fail, that's going to decide, um, well, the result of that failure because whether you choose to to uh, um, let that fa- failure define you, you have to move forward and do better, and the success will come later. Yeah. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you just so much for being here. Um, we're going to make sure to share all your stuff, all the incredible things you're doing. Have everyone go check out zaycreatives.com. Uh, yes. follow you everywhere. I'm like, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram, you're everywhere. So um, we're just so thankful that you're here. Thank you for being in this space. Thank you for saying yes. And we're definitely going to have to have you back soon, for sure. Thank you so much for having me. It was definitely a pleasure and an honor to be on your podcast. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy you're here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you.